Welcome to The Blaze. This is episode 99. I'm your host, Alejandro Veda. Thank you for pushing play. This is going to be another awesome week. We have so much in store for you, but before we get into the podcast, let's just recap what we did over the week. First off, I would like to say, you know, thank you. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Last week, our numbers were the highest since November. You guys have been really pushing this podcast along, and, you know, I owe all that success to you. Please keep sharing the podcast each and every week. You know, this this is not only my podcast, it's your podcast, and it is you who makes the this podcast. So I just got to say this past year, you know, we've seen so much improvement. We're making improvements as we go along. Uh, we're almost to episode 100. Um, and the thing that really uh, I had to prove to myself this past year was really to believe in the process. Uh, and I just feel at one point this, you know, podcast was only an idea. And then, you know, now next week we're going to be celebrating episode 100. You know, this is the biggest milestone so far for this podcast. Uh, we just can't wait to really celebrate with you guys next week. Things are looking up right now. We're, we're, uh, finally, uh, getting into our, our studio, uh, we really fell back during the quarantine, but we're making those strides uh, to get back into a position to really uh, make make some moves this this uh, this year. And I've I've already felt that energy. The energy's out there in the in the in the uh, in the world, and I feel like with, with uh, us getting to episode one hundred, why can't we do another hundred episodes? Uh, I just really feel like if you guys are following along each week. Why not? You know, why, why not? Why not take the next step and, and really uh, try to work on this craft? Uh, but but we, we just can't really wait to celebrate. Uh, last week we we're definitely on quarantine, and you know this quarantine really has been feeling like a punishment. Uh, we used our time pretty wisely this time uh, by cleaning house. We got all the Christmas decorations put to, put away. Uh, we started doing some outside uh, work, um, but you know, but besides cleaning house, you know, it, it's been we've been putting all that stuff off since our vacation. But the weather was has just been so nice, been so sunny outside. Uh, these are the best days I, I feel like in uh, Fresno. Uh, so I was really just able to tend to my garden. I was able to prune some of the, the leaves uh, that have been falling off due to cold weather. Uh, but my plants actually have been holding up so far. The only plant that has died was uh, our squash plants, which we planted in the soil. Uh, and once we saw the baby uh, a baby squash growing, uh, the, the rain came and damaged the whole crop. So this was our first crop we had, you know, successfully grown uh, last year. And I'm super, super, super excited uh, to try again because the squash is very easy to grow. And you know what? It didn't take too much attention. Uh, and I still, you know, I still have all my other plants, my eggplant, which has been shedding leaves throughout this whole winter. Uh, my pomoblado pepper plant, which grows new sprouts every, I, I would say every day there's a new sprout. 
and each week due to the cold weather, it seems like it's not growing uh, the the leaves. So I might have to take that one inside for a little bit. Um, and also my bell pepper plant, which took a hit, man, it, it was growing so good. It, it was about two or three feet high. Uh, but once that rain hit, I, I got to tell you, it's, it really like, it really like started going to the side. So we had to like tie it up with a bad, bamboo stick uh, to try to try to make sure it stands straight. Uh, I was pretty, pretty, I've been pretty impressed with uh, how well we've done with our, our uh, plant so far. Uh, definitely my potato plant has been growing insanely. It's probably my favorite one so far. And we just purchased, you know, the a tomato trellis to keep it contained. Um, and then we also have been seeing a little bit of uh, spinach sprouting and, and also hollyhock flowers, uh, which I cannot wait to see sprout. Uh, and this spring, we are planning to grow so much more uh, fruits, vegetables, different flowers. Uh, you know, we're, we really are in hope of just stop buying produce, stop wasting our money on produce that we buy at the grocery store. And hopefully this year we will see a lot more success than our crops. But my wife and I have been really busy during this quarantine by setting up our new studio. That's where I'm recording at. So if my audio is kind of off right now, it's definitely because uh, I'm trying to trying to work out a good uh, spot to record. Uh, right now it's just, a, I guess it's an open area. So you're going to get a little bit more of uh, an echo feedback. Uh, but just just know I'm going to work on this. I'm going to try to uh, find a good spot here in the, in the studio to really uh, keep that uh, that echo a little bit down a little bit. Because I know I get a little loud sometimes and that echo probably carries over. Uh, but I am super excited to, you know, you know have, a, have a real studio to sit at, to record. Uh, I feel real comfortable where I'm at right now. Uh, it's easier to, to get my notes done throughout the week. Um, you know, before I would have to, you know, type out 12 pages of notes on my cell phone. So throughout the week, you would see me almost looking like I'm texting, but I'm really writing my notes for the podcast. And now I'm able to just turn on my computer, start my notes. I'm able to use, uh, uh, anchor on my computer. I'm also, uh, slowly getting, um, equipment to to start uh taking this uh podcast a lot more serious i've bought uh software i bought bikes uh, you know my parents are uh really hopping out with the podcast so i just gotta say you know we're gonna be seeing a lot of new adjustments uh just know that we're working on this podcast every week to week now especially with episode 100 things are gonna be uh seeing a lot more uh adjustments and it's not going to be uh, a bad thing. I think it's going to be a good thing to to really uh, rehype this uh, podcast and to put it where I think uh, we see it, you know. Uh, but last week we had a lot of time to also listen to a lot of new uh, music. And this week I wanted to review something different. Uh, I often re review the same kind of genres each week. But this week I wanted to shake things up. Uh, this week, I wanted to review the newest project from Florida Georgia Line. It's a country group called uh, Six Pack. And I first heard this band in 2012 with their first single, Cruise, which is still on my Spotify playlist. 
They are well known for the crossover single hit, Meant to Be, uh, which is probably one of my favorite songs. I'm also a big fan of their other album, Dig Your Roots, uh, which had some great features on that album. Uh, and I'll be honest with you, my wife was the person who introduced me to country music uh, and actually turned me on uh, into a fan of Florida Georgia Line. Uh, and their newest project, Six Pack, you know, it's made for uh, those people who love drinking beer, those country folk, uh, you know, that that uh, take pride in the country. Uh, my favorite songs off this, off this project are Beer 30, Ain't Worried About It, Second Guessing, and Long Live. Um, and if you're a country music fan, make sure you check out this new uh, FGL project, which dropped in, you know, 2021. And let the podcast know what you think. And also, message the podcast, let us know what you're listening to. Uh, but while we had time to listen to a lot of new music, we uh, got to watch some great movies. And this week, I wanted to review one of my, one of the funniest movies I have to say I've seen in a while. Uh, it's called Wine Country. It, it's about a group of close-knit uh, girlfriends who live different lifestyles, have shifted from one another until they uh, plan a birthday getaway to Napa Valley. And this is where the fun begins. As soon as they arrive at the Airbnb, uh, it begins the celebrations. As they uh, once did as young waitresses in Chicago, the movie shows you to push and pull. You have to go through to have good friends. Uh, you realize... You know, the life you live is not all that you imagined as a young adult. You also realize you keep secrets from your friends, which then it, it makes you disappear or kind of uh, more space. Uh, you, kind of, you kind of separate, you know, more often and hide from the guilt. Uh, the movie had me nonstop laughing, you know, the moment... Each moment of the movie got funnier. Uh, and right now, I think Rotten Tomatoes has it at a 65% approval rating. But don't let that stop you from watching this movie on Netflix. Make sure you check out this movie. And also, uh, message the podcast and let us know what you've been watching. Uh, but, you know, I want to start this week's, uh, this week's podcast off with, uh, with just the struggles in our tower district. Um, I've read uh, many posts on, on Facebook about how it's been looking and how people uh, or business owners have um, been struggling. Uh, so I really just want to take a minute and just, you know, talk to you guys about it. Uh, the pandemic has caused the Tower District to remain, you know, in darkness as many uh, businesses are being affected by the closures and the limitations the local government has put in place. Uh, since the start of the pandemic, we've seen a few business close, uh, closures that are, uh, you know, permanently. And although we are early in 2021, we have not seen a nudge from the COVID-19 numbers, which has limited space in ICUs across California. And as a Fresno resident, uh, I was really known for spending time in town district. And I will say I am guilty for not supporting more of their businesses during this pandemic. And it is, you know, heartbreaking to see what it looks like in recent days and also feel for the artists and musicians, you know, whose industries have been affected the most uh, in the Tower District. Uh, we're in a tough place right now, and I don't see any slack in the near future. But keeping those businesses afloat is necessary for things to get back to normal. 
You know, as a frequent visitor to Tower District, I, I feel like I have to challenge my followers to support, you know, Tower District businesses, at least throughout this week or throughout the month or until the end of the uh, pandemic. You know, just try to remember, you know, it's all these small businesses that make the difference in our communities. Uh, we need a we need more jobs in our city and having a local mentality. Uh, we can accomplish that and, and, and make it come in to fruition. You know, we just need to take baby steps to get there. So this week's challenge is to support one or more businesses in the Tower District area. And let's show we care about our community and our local uh, small businesses, even if it is the smallest increments, at least we still, you know, uh, might see these businesses on the opposite side of this pandemic and all the restrictions uh, hopefully will be lifted soon. Uh, with that being said about the COVID, uh, let's talk about uh, the COVID-19 vaccination uh, site at Fresno uh, Fairgrounds. And the Fresno Fairgrounds will be uh will host the country's first mega COVID-19 vaccine site. Health officials announced on Wednesday in hope to speed up the vaccination process. Other sites like these will soon follow, including LA Dodger Stadium and Disneyland. Uh, but this is Governor, uh, Governor Newsom's plan to quickly speed up the process. Uh, Fresno County is also joining other parts of California to accelerate the, and execute the issue of these vaccines. Uh, California has been dealing with record uh, COVID-19 deaths and the opening of this mega vaccine site will be open to the frontline health work, health care workers who are in need of the shot. The county said that they are planning to execute the vaccination on 75% of the residents and the, and the uh, help of the Fresno Fairground site will increase the rate the uh, vaccination will be expedited. The county's population has about a million citizens, and the data from state and county officials show that 76,000 people have already tested positive for the coronavirus. It would be a great idea for the county to open up more sites like this throughout the county, and they, say, and they said Friday we can see about five more sites that they will be administering the COVID-19 vaccine. And also, just want to remain safe, you know, healthy but also make sure you're still practicing your social distancing and avoid large gatherings and uh, make sure you wash your hands when you uh, before and after you leave your, your house. Uh, but this week I wanted to talk about or review a new artist uh, which collaborated with the Green Room's turntablist Envy. He has worked on many projects with BKR, Knowledge, and other artists. He collaborated with uh, a rapper named Worm Maven who is dropping singles uh, this week and next week, uh, which he announced on his fa Facebook page. Uh, this collaboration was super dope, as Wormaven has a dark and gloomy sound. And I'm definitely going to keep an ear out for more from Wormaven. Uh, you can listen to his single on all your streaming services uh, and also see some of his visuals on his Facebook page. And also his website, wordmaven.com. Make sure to support all your local artists. As, uh, like I said before, they are not able to perform and rely, rely on uh, our music streams, our shares, uh, to keep afloat. Uh, so do your part, you know, by giving uh, Wordmaven a chance, listen to his music. Uh, and then from there, you can make your judgment. 
but there are so many talented artists in our area, and this podcast is here to support those artists. So if you have any music or know of any local artists, give the podcast a message and help continue our local community to thrive throughout this COVID-19 pandemic. But now while we're talking about local music, let's talk about local sports. Uh, let's start with our men's Fresno State basketball team, who's fifth in the Mountain West Conference uh, with a record of 5-3. and three. Our dogs had a reason to celebrate last week as they uh, swept the San Jose Spartans in their two-game series last weekend, uh, beating the Spartans uh, last Friday 64-79, to led by number 11 guard Rich Washington, scoring a high of uh, 30 points, 6 rebounds, and 3 assists. And on Sunday, uh, they beat them 65-80 to and was led once again by number 11 guard Rich Washington, who scored 24 points, 9 rebounds. And he played over 70 minutes in both of those games combined. Uh, the, this week, the Dogs will be on the road as they face off uh, against their conference opponent, Nevada Wolfpack, who are 6th in the Mountain, Mountain West Conference. And there, there are only 7 more weeks of play uh, and the Dogs have been 0-2 on the road, so they need to win this series versus Nevada. Uh, now let's talk about our women's Fresno State basketball, who are fifth in Mountain West Conference with a record of 4-5. and five. The Dogs uh, are not in the same position as they were last year, uh, but they did have to deal, well, they didn't have to deal with the pandemic or other circumstances. Our ladies are still floating at a 2-2 record in conference play, but lost last week at Cal State Bakersfield. Uh, a last-minute ad due to the San Jose Spartans game, which was uh, being postponed. Uh, they lost 81-69, to but that game had uh, six score changes, and our dogs uh, were led by number 00, Hannah Cavender, who scored 16 points and went 5-for-5 five five from the free throw. Uh, and was followed by twin sister number uh, zero one Haley Cavender, who scored 15 points with eight rebounds. The Lady Dogs will take the court today, Saturday, January 16th, to start a two-game home series versus Nevada Wolfpack. And our Fresno Grizzlies, uh, our new single A area coming to Fresno, we'll see actually the Chansey Park naming rights expire for the city-owned team. The final payment has been made uh, between the Picayune Rancheria of Chukchansi Indians and the Grizzlies Ownership Group, Fresno Sports and Events. Uh, the park has been known as Chukchansi Park since 2006 and uh, once was in for forms due to the size of the deal, which was the biggest in the Pacific Coast League. Uh, it was worth $16 million. Uh, and also paid $1 million a year with an additional $1 million paid into Capital Improvement Fund, uh, which you can see the improvements that they made a couple of years ago uh, before the pandemic hit in 2020. Uh, the Chuck, which I like to refer it as, was also named one of the minor league's best stadiums. Uh, this all meant a lot when our team was, you know, a triple-A team, and who knows uh, how negotiations will go despite, despite being put into single A. Uh, this has also gave the, the Grizzlies a cheaper rent as it went from $500 million to $100 million, which has not been paid this year due to no baseball being played. 
and that payment that payment will be deferred over the life of the lease. Um, there's still a 34 million uh, left to be paid on the stadium, and the barb uh, had a last payment, which should be April 21st of 2031. So we got 10 more years to pay off uh, the Ch Chansey Stadium or what it will be named after. I'm not too sure, but uh, it's crazy to know that. Uh, you know, the stadium has been there since 2006. Uh, but now let's talk about our Fresno Monsters, who are first in the Pacific with a uh, record of 14-4-0. The Monsters took the ice earlier this week to face off against the Las Vegas Thunderbirds in a uh, in a weekend series, which the Monsters lost. Uh, the first game, 5-8. They took a, a second loss, 3-5. You know, the Monsters will have a homestand this weekend facing off versus Anaheim Avalanche starting January 17th through the 19th. Make sure to support our local professional hockey team as they will continue their season throughout uh, the month of February. Uh, but now I'd like to talk about the NBA uh, and the big trade of the week as James Harden was traded to the Nets. Uh, James Harden has been in the talk starting off uh, from the offseason and now coming into the first real month of NBA season, we are seeing what has transpired. Harden did not attend workouts with the Rockets to start the season, and his latest comments to the press about the Rockets not being good uh, has really stirred uh, the pot. He is uh, then asked not to attend practice as the Rockets tried to make a move uh, while to benefit them as much as possible after investing years into James Harden making him their franchise player and and was given uh, the reins in 2012. He won MVP in 2018. He's an eight-time All-Star each year in Houston, six-time NBA first team, including the last three years. He is probably the best shooting guard in the league and probably the best scorer. He, uh, he was close to beating the Warriors uh, when they were on their... Uh, on the road to championships after championships. It is now official to say that he is part of the Brooklyn Nets in a four-way uh, team trade, which included Cavaliers and also the Pacers. Uh, this trade ended up with Victor Oladipo from Indiana and Dante Exum from Cleveland and uh, Redonis Kurax from the Nets. Karis LeVert went to the Pacers while Jared Allen and Tareem Prince were shipped to the Cavaliers. Uh, I felt like the Nets took the L, or I, th I think the Nets took the W on this deal while now having a big three, which sportscasters everywhere are giving them the key to the East. Uh, I think this deal has been lingering since the summer. And as uh, both Harden and Durant were working out in LA, uh, speaking about it to the media, I think that's when it started uh, to come into fruition. Uh, it's going to be crazy to see how well these uh, three mold together, and hopefully they can get Kyrie back to really see the full potential of this team. Uh, but now I want to talk about the additional uh, measures the NBA is making to supplement their health and safety protocols. I think this is uh, pretty strict. The NBA announced an agreement with the NBA Players Association to add additional measures to the current health and safety protocols. In regards to surge of the COVID-19 cases, 
the NBA teams requiring player quarantines that will take effect immediately. So activities outside the team environment for the next two weeks, players and team staff are required to remain in their residence where the team is in their home market uh, at all times except to attend team-related activities at team facilities or arena, exercise outside or perform essential activities away from work interactions are limited to household members, family, and personal staff, and when on the road and team staff and players are prohibited from leaving, uh, from leaving their hotel room other than team activities or emergencies uh, or interacting with non-team guests at the hotel. So this is pretty big right now. Uh, and for at least two weeks, they're also... Uh, will have won't have any pregame meeting in the locker room, and is limited to more than ten minutes. Uh, and attendees must wear face masks at all meetings involving players and team staff. Uh, any of those meetings uh, must occur on the court and in league-approved space or at the arena in a large enough uh, room to provide adequate space for uh, social distancing. And on the road, these uh, the team flights, teams must create a seating plan on the plane, uh, which uh, players will be assigned uh, who they sit closest to on the bench. And they'll also be having that uh, on their plane as well. And all treatments at, at a hotel, such as massages and physical therapy, must occur in a ballroom or a large space. Um, they must distance, uh, they must have a 12 feet distance between all the stations and uh, face masks and face shields must be worn uh, for all the individuals during each session. And on game day, players are prohibited from arriving at the arena three hours before tip-off. And that's pre and post game. Players must uh, limit interactions to elbow and fist bumps and avoid extended socializing and maintain six feet of distance. <coughs> Players must be wearing face masks at all times exiting the game and prior to returning to the bench. Players can sit in cool-down chairs arranged at 12 feet apart where face masks will not be required. But face masks must be worn in locker rooms during strength and conditioning and when traveling. And uh, testing. Now let's talk about the NFL. And uh, the Super Wild Card Weekend was a super success. I believe the NFL did their part this year by giving us more playoff football. Last week we saw the Bills slide past the Colts. Uh, the Rams upset the Seahawks in their NFC West division battle. The Buccaneers and good old Brady made their presence felt in their first playoff win over the Washington football team. The Ravens was led by QB Lamar Jackson on his first playoff victory in his career and stopped the Titans and Derrick Henry. Uh, the Saints dominated the Bears and looked like they're poised to be a true contender. And the Steelers took one of the worst playoff losses I have ever witnessed from their first play to the last tick. I felt so much for Roethlisberger 
and what he has done for his franchise as they lost to their AFC North rival, the Browns. Uh, but this is, look, it looks like it's going to be shaping up to be a great playoff matchups in the divisional round. And in the NFL divisional round, the matchups will be on Saturday, Rams versus Packers, Ravens versus Bills, and then on Sunday, Browns versus Chiefs, and Buccaneers versus Saints. And now it's time for Beer of the Week, and this is my favorite segment of the week. Um, this week I was drinking on Precious Metals and Jewels, brewed by Henhouse Brewing Company, uh, and drank... Oh, and, this, and they're out of Petaluma, California. It drank at 5% ABV. And I don't know, I've never heard these hops before, but autonomous hops? Autonomous hops? Um, well, first off, lagers, and my wife would say laggers, but lagers is probably my favorite style to drink. Oftentimes, breweries miss on the style or even shut it all together, but once... I seen this lager at Spokeasy Public House. I definitely had to try it for myself. At first, the can art caught my eye. Then further reading, I saw it was a lager, which I have not tried from uh, House. But this beer on the front end had a nice crisp and biscuity or bread-like taste. Uh, then the back end had a nice sweet but subtle touch of malt that did not linger too much. Uh, and it left your palate really cleansed. Uh, one thing that I noticed, too, uh, on the back end was it had a little bit of a fruity taste. You know, I'm not, I'm not really of a fruit uh, lager kind of guy. Um, I, I really like just the Plano uh, lager, uh, but it actually had a nice flavor to it. It didn't overbear on, on, on the other characteristics that the lager has. And uh, I feel like if you're a, a fan of beer, uh, Try this beer out. I mean, a lot of people are not a lager fan. I understand it. But for me, I like to try an array of, of different styles. And definitely from uh, this this brewery, Hit House, you know, I, I feel like they need to make a lot more lagers. Um, and so if you see this beer or any other Hit House beer, uh, just make sure you try it out. But I want to thank you guys for pushing play. Thank you guys for supporting the podcast. Like I said, last week was an amazing week. Hopefully this week it gets better. I hope your guys' week goes as well as, uh, as well because, you know, we need you guys to, to be at your tip-top shape. That way you guys are playing a uh, pushing play each and every week. Uh, but I just want to make sure you guys are supporting everything local. Make sure you support your local businesses, your local artists, and your local podcasts. I'm Alejandro Veda signing off, episode 99.